the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Time now for the third and final hour of the Jimmy Sangenberger Show. News Talk 710 KNUS. Happy New Year. First show of the year. 303-696-1971 is our telephone number. If you'd like to join into the festivities, you can text into the show on the 710 KNUS app on your smartphone. And of course, oh, by the way, name in town, name in town, if you wish to text in, please. And, of course, you can email me, 24-7-365. couple of ways to do that. One, go to the Jimmy Sangenberger Show page at 710knus.com or log on to my website, jimmysangenberger.com. Remember, there's no A, I, or U in Sangenberger. It's all E's all the time. Once you know that, Sangenberger is easy. So I want to jump back for a few more minutes on this conversation in the last hour. It's been buzz for the week about Claudine Gay retiring or resigning, wrong R word, resigning as president of Harvard University. And all it took was an utter breakdown in Harvard's ability to address skyrocketing anti-Semitism an embarrassing display in front of Congress on that, and revelations of a repeated pattern over decades of plagiarism, including allegedly lifting full paragraphs by the president of the university. That's all it took for her to be forced out and forced to resign. And yet, of course, the left is all in on defending Claudine Gay and dismissing the issues involved. One more little tidbit here. We were playing some in the last hour from Joy Reid on MSNBC. So the National Action Network, that's Al Sharpton's group, went outside billionaire Bill Ackman's business and protested yesterday. They picketed and they made their voices heard against the billionaire who is going after DEI, diversity and equity, diversity, equity, and inclusion. How dare he? How dare he? He was one of the drivers, he's a Harvard alum himself, that helped bring about a better understanding of DEI and what was going on with Claudine Gay and helped to unseat her. Well, the National Action Network, again, Al Sharpton's group, had a protest. Here's Joy Reid sort of highlighting that. In response to Ackman's full-throated assault on DEI, today the National Action Network picketed outside of Ackman's Manhattan office in protest of his campaign against Dr. Gay and his war on DEI. In a statement, Nan said, if he doesn't think black Americans belong in the C-suite, the Ivy League, or any other hallowed halls, we'll make ourselves at home outside his office. Don't belong. Don't belong. This is they're making it all about race. And that is it. Here is Al Sharpton joining Joy Reid. Dr. Gay was really a pawn for them to go after DDI. And that's the number. As you accurately said, they've been after diversity and after inclusion 
since 64 Civil Rights Act. And they certainly made a lot of commitments in the private sector uh, in 2020 around George Floyd that they had not kept. So today, to make it clear to them that there is not going to be uh, an easy fight. We're going to fight in the streets, in the courts, to preserve the rights of people in this country to demand diversity, equity, and inclusion. Not as a handout, they're taxpaying with consumers. If they think we're going to keep consuming their goods and keep paying taxes that they enjoy, uh, tax uh, rebates, tax abatements, investments in municipalities, while they have a structured bias against us, then today was just a small token of as we build up. If we need DEI is because we've had D-E-N-Y. Joy Reid, Al Sharpton, the only one they're missing is Reverend Jackson, had not been in the mix. I'm waiting for him. But, look, this is absurd. The record shows that anti-Semitism has been run amok on Harvard's campus. It is outrageous and vile what has been said and permitted on that campus. And then we played the clip earlier. The president of the university goes before Congress and they claim it was a gotcha. No, she failed to address the reasons for the hearing, which was the rise in campus anti-Semitism and had no answers. And then as happens, people look more deeply into somebody when they're making major news and they're like, this is wrong. So they dig in, and they find, oh, look at all this plagiarism. Plagiarism that would have gotten a student at Harvard in deep, deep trouble. Deep trouble. So much so that the Harvard Crimson newspaper allowed an anonymous op-ed. We quoted from it earlier. An anonymous op-ed from somebody who votes on plagiarism issues and what should happen to students and faculty accused of plagiarism and said, look, this is this would get massive penalties for a student. She's getting off easy. Claudine Gay. So. That happens because people are looking in a little bit more deeply, particularly because Liz McGill the now former president of the University of Pennsylvania, did resign. By the way, a white woman did resign because of the anti-Semitism issue, not even with plagiarism. And then here's Claudine Gay, plagiarism on top of anti-Semitism. And where are we at? Oh, well, this is terrible. This is... This is wrong. This is weaponization of anti-Semitism. Excuses, 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 and race-baiting from the left. What else are we to expect from them at this point? This is their dogma. This is their ideology. This is what they are rooted in. And Claudine Gay herself, using this so-called defense... Her New York Times essay was utterly devoid of contrition, deflecting all accountability, blaming racism and sexism, and that's it. No accountability for herself. Oh, I just, I made mistakes and I was cleaning them up. 
please. But that's the society we live in. 303-696-1971. Let's go to Jack in Cheyenne. Good av- or good morning, Jack. How are you? I'm doing okay, Jimmy. I think I've talked to you before. You probably don't recall. Oh, yes, I do. But uh, I was trained at a very early age to always look for what's missing. And the DEI, I'm going to tell you what's missing. You know, it's diversity, equity, inclusion. And anybody that's studied law back to Draco as much as I have, Equity was handled ex- extremely well by the British 200 years ago, equity issues, and they had equity courts. But anyway, in DEI, what's missing is intelligence. There is no intellect in it. It's, absolute, it's only emotional, and emotional, emotionality is futile. It has no place in law. It has no place in society. Yes and yes. And, and that's what's missing. And, and if you want, I mean, you know me, I can talk about everything forever. Yeah. But there are so many <laughs> things here that they, they hang their hat on, but they don't look deep enough. There is no intellect in DEI. You know, I, it I, it I has nothing actu- to do with reality. I would actually use a different term, Jack. I would say rationality. I think there's no rationality in it is a better sense than intellect because intellect uh, refers to one's intelligence, whereas what we're talking about is something that is irrational. It is not logical. It is emotional. That's the counterbalance to emotional. So I agree with you. I would just use a different term, and I think it's absolutely the case that this is all rooted in emotion and emotional reactions, and that's it, and that's all that we were hearing from Joy Reid and, uh, uh, and Al Sharpton. No, okay, you can't be rational if you're not an intellectual. So it's the same thing. You're talking about the exact same thing. I know people who are uh, intelligent that have rationality and sometimes don't have rationality, depending on the issue. Yeah, it's, it's a matter of emotion getting in the way of intelligence. We can all get emotional, and then our rationality gets set aside, and we start focusing on the emotion. We're not Vulcans. We're humans, Jack. Well, this this Colorado decision by these blithering idiots in the Colorado, which is an mm. embarrassment to anybody that lives in Colorado. Yes, uh, you know they grant they granted them cert yesterday. Yes, and and the, the Supremes are going to take whatever off wrap that is most comfortable to them immediately, and it's a done deal, and that's going to turn the whole thing around. And if anybody doesn't understand that, that they don't they haven't followed the courts the way I have. These people do not want to get involved in these type of issues, and if they can find a way out, they'll take it. And the thing is, is on this particular uh, issue, there are so many ways out of it. There are so many ways that they can take out of it. All they have to do is decide which one is most comfortable for them that they think will survive survive history and that's all they care about and there there are several and that's what exactly what right. they're going to do this case can bring in several questions does bring in and implicate several questions and they could pick any one of them and say okay but for this reason this is not valid we are ruling against an overturning right. colorado's exactly decision right. in maine and i'll just say exactly this jack right. and then and then i got to run that i think they had no choice but to pick Sir, or to pick this case and say, yes, we're going to grant cert and run with it because you can't have 50 different states. You can't have 50 different states decide different ways of how they're going to can- handle a candidate for a president. This is a state court, a state court that made this decision patently unacceptable. And you had to take it on. 
There was no choice in the matter in that regard. And I don't know that it's going to be a unanimous decision. I suspect it might be 6-3, but it should be a unanimous decision. Fundamentally wrong at every level. And by the way, the more they persist in doing this, the more they help and embolden Trump. I called this a Christmas gift for Trump. It is just going to irrationality as well. As Jack was just pointing out, um, in terms of intellect, I say irrationality. If you lack rationality, you're focused on emotion, you don't see the forest through the trees, and you look and you see, oh, this is, if you if you actually look rationally, we want to get rid of Trump. We shouldn't embolden Trump by giving him a Christmas gift like this. You're undermining yourselves because it's not going to be upheld. He's going to be on the ballots in all 50 states, plus the territories. And, or uh, or at least D.C. And there you go. What are you doing? What are you doing? You're emboldening him. 303-696-1971. Let's go to Marcus in Aurora. Good morning, Marcus. How are you doing, Jimmy? Above average, right? (laughs) Always, always. How are you, above average listener? Good morning. (laughs) Good morning. You know, I, I hate it when they always play a race card because uh, it, it just divides the nation, you know, and uh, we're all Americans, but, you know, uh, it's hard with Jesse Jackson and L Sharpton. They never go away. I never got this, but most people, they're, they're not like that. Just a small population. You've been around a long time too. So I, I think that's how they make their bread and butter, cause oh, and conflict. Uh, ab- absolutely, that's that's the nature of uh, of an Al Sharpton or Reverend Jackson as well. Yeah, and your thoughts? <laughs> oh yeah, no, I I agree with you. I mean, that's all this is. This is uh, uh, this is about stoking passions and emotions and dis. Uh, uh, oh, what's the word? Uh, I think it's being disingenuous. Yeah, because this is a country of, you know, we come as one. And uh, so I hate those divisions. Yeah. Oh, me too. And it's getting worse now. Well, and that's the fundamental thing about DEI. While it claims to be all about diversity and inclusion, it has nothing to do with actual diversity, especially diversity of views. I mean, just think about the folks who are black and brown, who have viewpoints that are conservative and how they are mistreated, how they are discounted, how they are treated as though they're traitors to their race somehow. I mean, it is disgusting. Yeah, yeah, and they call them Uncle Toms or something. Yeah, like like, like Clarence Thomas. Yeah. Yeah. That's terrible. Yeah. Absolutely. Hey, Marcus, I appreciate the call. Thank you. Take 303-696-1971, our telephone number. And this extends to Hollywood, too, by the way. Charmaine Obeyed Chinoy is a feminist movie director who's won an Oscar for one of her documentaries. And she is going to be the director of a forthcoming Star Wars movie. They've got three movies that are coming out, including one that takes the character of Rey from the 
unfortunate sequel trilogy that came out in the uh what the the late 2010s and well she's all excited about having a woman director for a Star Wars movie here's what she said as uh, you know, one of those things that try to stoke excitement for the upcoming film. You know, I'm very thrilled about the project because I think um, what we are about to create is something very special. And we're in 2024 now. And I think uh, it's about time that we had a woman uh, come forward uh, to shape the story in a galaxy far, far away. It's about time we had a woman come forward to shape the story in a galaxy far, far away. Guess what? We have. At least two women, Deborah Chow and Bryce Dallas Howard, have directed Star Wars TV episodes. And longtime Hollywood producer Kathleen Kennedy has overseen all the Star Wars content at Lucasfilms as Lucasfilms president since George Lucas stole, sold the company to Disney in 2014. She's actually one of the people that has led to the creation of a number of Star Wars produ- products that have failed and that have dragged down the greatest franchise in history. A failure, Kathleen Kennedy is. But that is a woman who has been running Star Wars as Lucasfilm's president. And yet she's acting like we're in 2024 now. We finally have a woman behind a story. Uh, this just adds to other leaders of Star Wars productions. There's a show coming out later this year called Star Wars Acolyte that'll take place 200 years before the prequel trilogy. It's about the Sith and whatnot. But without getting into that story, Leslie Headland is the showrunner of the upcoming program, and she attributed misogyny to fans' criticisms. I mean, what you really want if you're a fan of a franchise, any kind of franchise, is just a good set of content pieces. In this case, you want good Star Wars. It's irrelevant if it's a man or a woman behind the helm. What is the story? Is it good? Is it well made? But this is the mindset of Hollywood that they want to put agenda and politics over a good, timeless story. And people don't think of Star Wars as political. They watch Star Wars because of the timeless messages. But this Charmin Obeyed Shinoy, the, the director, is looking at it through that DEI lens. The same lens. And she did this. Before we go to the break, I want to play one more clip here. Shermino Bajanoi, several years back, with Jon Stewart as part of a panel, and what she said about men just shows that she really has a gender-based lens, plain and simple. What is the balance of activating a force for change, but also trying to permeate that patriarchy, that power structure? And is that a part of the calculation of your art as well? And and what's been the reaction to that? Oh, absolutely. Um, I like to make men uncomfortable. I enjoy (laughs) making men uncomfortable.
I mean, that's that's the director who's tell, helming a Star Wars film, and she's praising, oh, finally we have a woman running a, a Star Wars movie, forgetting the other women who are running Star Wars products, and, and the woman at the top of it all in Kathleen Kennedy, who some even claim has been dragging Star Wars down to the ground. I'm not going that far. I still love a lot of the content that's been coming out. But, I mean, that's the mindset of Hollywood that extends from the same philosophy as the kind of defense of Claudine Gay that we have been seeing. I wrote this in the Denver Gazette yesterday. In a world where culture molds politics and universities steer culture, the pervasive DEI mindset risks propelling society into the madness of identity politics and deeper social divides. Absolutely. Now, I do appreciate the listener who texted in saying, you are a better Yoda than Polis. <laughs> Thank you, I do. Appreciate it. As we continue on the Jimmy Singenberger Show, News Talk 710 KNUS. Don't get me started. Rocking and rolling back. Jimmy Singenberger here with you. Ah, trouble in paradise. Rick Derringer bringing us back. News Talk 710 KNUS. Yes, trouble in paradise all over the place. From college campuses and their rank anti-Semitism and what we're seeing now with university presidents having to resign in the wake of well, the anti-Semitism, but also in the case of one Harvard University president. Massive pattern of plagiarism. All the way to the U.S. Supreme Court. Look, they had to take the case. There was no way they weren't going to take the case. You can't have... 50 states determining for themselves whether or not a candidate for president of a major political party is on the ballot and for a rationale that has never been done before. And not just in Colorado, you look at Maine too. And the Maine Secretary of State unilaterally saying, oh, he's got to get off the ballot. Now, that question about 50 states was actually posed to Jenna Griswold, the Secretary of State for Colorado, and here's what she had to say. Uh, do, do you recognize the possibility that in the uh, 50 United States with 50 different secretaries of state, uh, 50 different Supreme Courts in, in the United States, that, they, that different states could reasonably end up with different opinions about this? That could happen. Every state has different laws on the books, different procedures. Some states allow disqualified or unqualified candidates onto their presidential primaries. States like Colorado, we do not allow that. And that's why I think it's so important for the Supreme Court to step in. Uh, you know, this is a big question. It's novel. It's unprecedented because usually we do not have presidents trying to steal the presidency. Usually we do not have people who engage in insurrection run for president. But now that we do, I do think it's important for the Supreme Court to act quickly. I filed a brief yesterday urging their expediency, um, and I, I hope that they will do exactly that. Oh, all right. There's Jenna Griswold. Very, very hopeful. 
Well, that was before the Supreme Court took the case. The The court will hear oral arguments on February 8th, and I'm working up a great show the Saturday before, I think in the 7 a.m. hour. We will have a debate between two legal scholars, law professors, over the issue of removing Trump from the ballot. That'll be fascinating conversation when it comes up. But the reality is that this should be a unanimous decision. I'm doubtful that it will be, but it should be a unanimous decision saying, no, Jenna Griswold, you are flat wrong. And there cannot be 50 states making their own determination on whether or not a candidate for president can be disqualified unilaterally by individual states for a reason supposedly based in the Constitution, which would be the 14th Amendment. You literally cannot have states making that determination on their own accord, let alone the fact that it exceeds the mandate for states to administer their own elections. So we will see what happens there. But it is quite ironic when you hear Joe Biden yesterday in his January 6th anniversary speech say uh, democracy is on the ballot and uh, we need to embrace the Constitution, never, never realizing that. As he's saying democracy is on the ballot, a candidate for president is being removed from the ballot in a couple of places around the country. America, as we began this election year, we must be clear, democracy is on the ballot. Your freedom is on the ballot. We have to make our choice. I know mine, and I believe I know America's. We'll defend the truth, not give in to the big lie. We'll embrace the Constitution and the Declaration, not abandon it. Embrace the Constitution and the Declaration, not abandon it, says a Democrat who has voted for abandoning the U.S. Constitution for decades and decades and decades in his votes to expand the size and scope of government while a U.S. senator, while a vice president, and, of course, while president of the United States. And the principles of the Declaration really lay out quite clearly the role of government, which is to protect individual rights. God-given rights. Like life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness. And Biden's record is all about derailing that. Quite something to hear him say, oh, embrace the Constitution and the Declaration. (laughs) Really? Really, Joe? Why haven't you done that throughout your career? question I want to know the answer to. 303-696-1971. Don in Colorado Springs, good morning. Yes, and um, I do want to talk about Trump and how it, how it's being handled. And it's being handled in an incorrect way, but hopes that people, the, the Democrats will wind up people enough to uh, get behind Biden, just like Biden tried to do yesterday. And I mean, I was risking listening to a talk show out of Philadelphia in which the host was just commenting over that uh, speech, you know, just, just to sweeten it and keep the audience happy. It's, it, it, it is basically looking at the past and he's not talking about the future. He's trying to go after Trump. He's trying to rally the troops and get them all wound up and try to get people to uh, get on Biden, you know, regardless of how poor the record he has. Yeah, I think that's absolutely right. And and what's so unfortunate, too, is like this sucks up all the oxygen out of the room, Don, from the presidential candidates running against Trump being able to actually have 
a debate, to actually talk about the issues that matter and to get that and out Jenna of the Griswold, forefront. Jenna Griswold isn't helping. Is she of showing her uh, ideal, ideological colors? She's I mean, a hyper-partisan I mean, hack. That's Jenna Griswold for you. And truly a piece of trash. <laughs> she, you don't have to. And, and just how she is operated. That's the thing. I had exposed, particularly in the, for her first few years, about her substantial uh, oh, a turnover while Secretary of State. It is Never unprecedented how much she went through in that regard, how she has operated, has been terrible and reprehensible. You don't have to believe in election conspiracies about stolen elections in order to recognize that Jenna Griswold is a hyperpartisan hack who should not be in office and is unfit for office. But it, but it, does, but it doesn't matter because she's a Democrat and the <laughs> Democrats are all in it for the cause. Oh, yes. Just like, like certain Republicans are. Yes, and, and and the biggest danger is is that Biden could still pull it off, and uh, with what's going on in the NRA, you know, the uh, it's it's not only the Democrats holding us to account; it's going to be an attempt to try to crush the NRA, crush the movements, and usher in the. Uh, agenda of, dis of dismantling the Second Amendment and the mm -hmm. guns. Just a, a side issue, sure. but it should be a, war should be a warning of what, what we're going to be dealing with soon. Sure. No, it's certainly, certainly understandable. And you bring up an important point about Republicans and the cause. Don, thanks for the call. I appreciate it. I want to get to that point because, look, the I've been astonished. Uh, somehow I ended up on this newsletter, Rhino Watch. We talked about it, uh, was it a couple weeks ago? about Rhino Watch that's targeting uh, people that they deem to be establishment or what have you. They went after Heidi Canal in an email yesterday, just blasting her. They went after Lauren Boebert, essentially calling her a, a carpetbagger and blasting her for her move from running in the 4th Congressional or the 3rd the Congressional District to the 4th Congressional District. And look, I mean, I get it. You can go ahead and, and say what you want about how you want to describe particular Republicans, but there's nothing productive about this rhino watch. But there's something else in that regard. I, I saw this this morning um, from uh, Weston at, at Prodigy Consulting Group, which put this together. And um, it was interesting, and, and I've always felt uh, Weston to be an honest broker, young man. I've known him. He's since he was a young teenager getting involved in politics and he has a consulting company and he said the following which this isn't about his story or his company i want to know who's behind the rhino watch in this regard he said let's th set the record straight this was in a, a post to prodigy consulting groups llc uh, facebook page let's set the record straight a few months ago pcg provided marketing setup and graphic design services to an organization called rhino watch colorado since the initial design and setup work was completed pcg had no knowledge has had no knowledge or involvement with our client it is important to note that laurel eimer nor our ceo weston eimer are involved with or behind rhino watch colorado PCG reserves the right to do business with any paying client. However, we want to make it clear that we did nothing more than set up their campaign. Rhino Watch has agreed to further clarify this situation on their next newsletter and then goes on to provide some contact information for Prodigy Consulting Group and uh, Weston, presumably. 
So I just wanted to mention this. Because if that's the case, look, I, I've talked with people who say they're not actively involved in politics. And they've said, how did I end up on this list? How did I end up on this list of Rhino Watch with their hall of shame or wall of shame? If this is the case now, and we have some cause for the company that set up this list, this newsletter, to come out and say, nope, this isn't us then guess what? It is time for the Rhino Watch peeps to actually reveal who they are then and drop their secret identity nonsense. Look, they aren't James Madison, Alexander Hamilton, and John Jay needing the anonymity of Publius in 1788. And they may fancy themselves vigilante heroes like Batman, but they aren't Bruce Wayne either. It is cowardly to send out emails like this, blast them out, attacking Republicans, hiding behind anonymity. If you believe what you are saying, then own it. Stand by your own words like the rest of us do. You listen to me on this program, you read my columns, you hear Jimmy Sangenberger, you read Jimmy Sangenberger. Yet, here you have maskless people or uh, faceless people who are cowardly behind a moniker on an email newsletter that people didn't even sign up for. You go to their website, rhinowatchco.com, I think it is. And they say on there, well, if you don't want to have anything to do with what we're doing, these are just our opinions, then you can you can have at it. Don't worry about it. And yet, we all end up somehow on this list. Now, I, I, you want to go ahead and add me to the wall of shame on Rhino Watch because I'm calling you out? Fine, but let's get one thing straight. We are in a divisive political time. This is all about negativity and blasting Republicans. And you want to hide behind a name of a website or an email list? Again, you're not Batman. You're not Bruce Wayne hiding as Batman because you want to keep that identity secret. You're not John Jay and Alexander Hamilton and James Madison. Come on, you're whoever you are. I don't know who you are. Apparently nobody knows who you are. So stand by and own your own words. Enough with the cowardly hiding, Rhino Watch. Let us know who you are. We're going to take a break. Peter Boyle's in the house. Up next, as we get ready for 9 to noon for the Peter Boyle Show, Jimmy Sangenberger here with you. News Talk 710 KNUS. Wrapping up and winding down. Jimmy Sangenberger here with you. I I feel like this is a song meant for Peter Boyles by the great Albert Cummings, who doesn't get enough play, but is a two-time guest of yours truly. Too old to grow up now. Sounds like you, right, Peter? Get a cold skiing <laughs> at my age, right? Good morning. You hey, too. Um, Rhino Watch. I mean, I just they're they're hiding behind anonymity as they go after Republicans. Look, I don't care what your view is on those Republicans. Fine, you got it. 
people put your name? Be is there any, are, are there any media people on the list? Um, I mean, I'm not sure. Okay. I haven't followed right. it closely enough. I know Dick Wadhams and Heidi Ganahl are on the list. Right. Well, Dick's on the radio show at 10 o'clock this morning. Um, we were talking, my take was the Nixon's enemies, mm. where when that dropped and I became friends with Pat Buchanan, he said people called and said, how do I get on the list? They wanted to be able to crow that they were Nixon's enemies. Yeah. So, I mean, it's do you like, want on, okay, do you want on the list? Yeah, if they want to put me on the list, fine. Sure. I mean, I don't even know what the criteria is anymore. Uh, Lauren Boebert's ripped by them and Heidi Ganahl's ripped by them. Um, I don't know what they determine as the criteria for who is or is not appropriately Republican. Huh. I don't get it. Well, that's a purity test, right? Yeah, but what's the purity test that keeps... I remember in the Tea Party days, and I was part of this too, it was all about ideology. Yeah. And it was about Trump. But now, honestly, with this Republican Party in Colorado, I have no clue what the determining factor is. It is determined by the determiners. <laughs> exactly. Who we don't know the names of. I accuse. Yeah. yeah. That's all they do. I accuse you of yeah. being a rhino, and I'm not going to stick my name on it because I'm a coward. Say, yeah. Now that you've thrown out the challenge, maybe somebody will pick it up and say, it's Well, supposedly, their next newsletter will clear things up a bit. Maybe they'll name themselves. Okay. I hope so. It yeah. would be good for them sure. to do. I want you to stick around with me. Uh, the uh, Donald Trump messianic video about God sending him to save the world. Oh. It's for real. And we'll play it. I've been promising. This uh, is not AI. This is no, this campaign. Is, I want you to hear it. I want you to hear it. It's um, wow. Okay. So you stick. Come back with me I will. after you turn I will. around. All right. And uh, well, we got a couple more minutes. Oh, so good. what okay. else have you got well, coming up? Um, and one of the members of the, uh, or I guess it's a member of the Rhino Watch Club, Dick Dick Wadhams. You know, when I thought about this, um, dealing Doug Lamborn. Now he steps aside. Right. That's three open seats. Yes, three open seats. No incumbents. And you know what's the thing about Bobert? She's running for the fourth, but Thank she doesn't you. have franking privileges, where if you're an incumbent, you could send out mailers and basically pseudo campaign. She can't do that. And she still gets her paycheck. And the along, alongside of that, you think to yourself, had she known that Lamborn was going to drop, do you think she would have waited until that period? But right. not, not one and again, there, I'm sure some of them are secure seats, but why have all these Republicans bailed or switched? Mm-hmm. Something's up. Yeah. Buck's gone. Lamborn's gone. Uh, I, I don't That's believe, the thing. Yeah. If, if, if you see indications of all these people who've been around for a long time, normally that foretells mm-hmm. a loss of the control by the, right. by the party in charge. And don't you think? Traditionally, that's what happens. I think so as well. I don't know. Um, it, it is striking, and it's especially something to see. Okay, you have three Republican-held House seats, and none of them will have an incumbent. To what extent do the Democrats actually have real pickup opportunities in that environment, given that the fifth and the fourth are very Republican, no. and you have now the likely nominee in the third, Jeff Hurd? Can she? Can Boebert throw it into chaos by carpet bagging into that district i i think she's most likely i think the republican probably will win in the fourth and she's more throwing a monkey wrench into the fourth race for the primary i'm not so sure you never know that's the thing in this environment especially no i'm not so sure does it open a door someplace else yeah i mean that's there are so many different avenues that you could go in this state right now in Colorado. Who knows what will happen? And then the Supreme Court says, okay, we'll test it. And right. Then, and I think that will be 
reversed as well. Yeah, I, I think uh, February 8th, they'll hear oral yeah. arguments. And I don't know that it'll be a unanimous decision. But I, I can't well, imagine a majority of this court would to. actually say... I mean, it's illogical. It I mean, doesn't make sense. Yeah, no, it doesn't. The idea that you have 50 states deciding whether or not a candidate for president can be on it? So doesn't. what if it goes the other way hmm. and other states then pick it up? Hmm. Suppose there's five yeah. states right? that do not allow Donald oh, Trump. Oh, my goodness. Peter Boyles, 9 right. to noon. I'll stick around. Keep it right here. 710-KNUS. Tune in next Saturday, same time, same place, more engaging, intelligent talk, sang style. God bless America. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.